take a hug, sure. <laughs> oh my god, Mama T's hugging. And now for a new episode of Bear Cubs, a naked approach to parenting. My name's T, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. For our first-time listeners, Jackie is going to fill you in on what it is we're all about. Bear Cubs is dedicated to providing support, advice, and an inclusive community for all guardians looking to tap into their natural instincts. Welcome back, guys. It's Mama J and Mama T. We're joined here with Paula Bowman today on our podcast. Paula Bowman is a sexual health educator on Vancouver Island, and she owns and operates Planet Paula. Jackie's going to read a little synopsis from the website for you. Yeah, so Paula Planet provides educational services for those looking to learn about sexual health, sexuality, gender, relationships, and body image. Our goal is to inform and inspire people from all ages, stages, and walks of life in a joyful manner. Oh, that's nice. It is, isn't it? And all programs are tailored for their designated demographics and contain accessible information while offering support, cultivating body and sex positivity, and fostering open dialogue. Well, that sounds lovely. So welcome, Paula. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And today, what are we talking about? We are talking about sex after babies. Boom, Post- boom, boom. <laughs> I feel like that needs like, some dramatic music. Oh, like, yeah. Postpartum intercourse of it's the sexual so clinical. nature. It's so <laughs> clinical, yes. But it is. It is clinical when you get down to the nitty gritty sometimes. That's it, all right. It's something so many of us are trialed and tribulated by and isn't talked about because no one wants to say what's really going on. The female body brings forth life, but yet the act of birthing, the act of breastfeeding, the act of sex postpartum, especially with your mom bod, are very taboo subjects for people to talk about. And it's very confounding because uh, we be the woman, we be the ones who bring forth the life. (laughs) So we should be able to talk about all aspects of it. That's Mm -hmm. true. And today we are expected to do everything. We have unattainable standards for ourselves, by society. We are expected to do all the things. All the things. I know. We We're, play how many roles in our household? What are you, like doctor, hairstylist, <laughs> you know, like right. carpenter a little bit, <laughs> interior decorator, baker, master, whatever. All of those know. things. Master. Cook. <laughs> and then on top of that, you get to be a wife or a partner mm-hmm. or whatever that is for you. And I guess it's expected that the role of wife sometimes falls down the line of what's most important after you have those babies. Yeah. Planet Paula is sex education at the forefront. So how did you get started in that? Because it's a very unique uh, field. Field. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's always been on my radar, mostly because of my upbringing of not having any sexual health education at all. Where did um, you grow up? In half in England, half in Canada. And yes, it was in the schools. We got the film, but we really didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And even though I came from a family of two girls, we never spoke about our menstrual cycles, about being a mom, about having sex, none of the things that you kind of need to know. So that's kind of the kernel of it. And then while I was living in England, I worked in youth clubs and there was girls getting pregnant, having sex, who didn't even know what their ovaries were. And for me, if you've got it and you're using it, you should know what it's called. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that it's a really good idea to have a a knowledge of your parts. So I worked in really rough areas around Reading, mm. um, basically teaching damage control, how mm-hmm. to use condoms. But that was the the seed for me. I just felt like there is not enough information for young people, for adults, for anyone. On your website, you have children, you have women, well, like postpartum sex, and you're dealing with adults, but also seniors to have even less education than, say, me and Jackie or, or yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily connecting with the internet. Many of these people have had life partners, mm-hmm. haven't had to use condoms, haven't had to date, haven't had to do all of those preliminary things that people of this century have been. Mm-hmm. And then there's challenges within their bodies, all kinds of medical conditions and different things that are going on. And it's healthy. It's part of our nature. It's part of who we are as humans that we're going to be physically active and sexual for all all of our days. There's no reason to stop. Whatever that means, it doesn't necessarily mean penetrative sex all the time. It can be anything. It can just be pleasure of any form 
and I think that's what we're missing in general. Right, that and sex for, isn't and penis and vagina. It doesn't have to be right. that to be pleasurable right. and to be to be good. And so when we look at mums who have had the experience of being fully sexually active and then suddenly they have this little being that they are completely (laughs) encompassed in, a lot of people lose the fact that their husband's there as well or their Mm -hmm. partner. And I think that's where um, it gets tricky to navigate and a lot of people don't know how to make the space for their partner. And at the end of the day, we the partner is the foundation of the relationship. And if we don't have that, then everything else falls apart. So I think, and it's really hard for, I think, in um, for men to know how to approach it and how to connect because they don't want to push their partner into it. And yet they, it's a need for them. So I think it's really important to one communicate mm-hmm. that's like if you don't feel like it you don't feel like it like but communicate really that communication's yeah. like a crazy thing people can't communicate I don't know <laughs> like, it is really I, hard like uh, within my relationship we don't communicate on that level like me and I remember like in the BNA me and me and the sidekick talked about sex post post timber and we were basically like yeah see you in five years like, mm-hmm. that was pretty much our, like, general, like, we were busy, we have a new business, we have a new baby, mm-hmm. I'm tired, you're tired, we're all tired, and, right. uh, yeah, we'll just touch base when he enters into school, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, realist, that's not the case. Obviously. We have had sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. In the last two and a half <laughs> years, some, once or twice. Not all couples, <laughs> there could be low needs or a low sex drive in two of the partners but Mm -hmm. what happens when one partner is a high sex drive and the other isn't in your professional opinion do you find most women after having a baby their sex drive always goes down or is it individual I think it's extremely individual there's lots of people I've talked to who are back at it the week of oh my god exactly Um, it depends let's be clear Mama T Uh, and Mama J and don't fall in that category no my god it was like a meat packing plant down there and it was it hurt I don't know like what did you look down there oh yeah the first time I didn't do that the second time I knew that because you learned your lesson yeah Yeah, no it was the first for me and I was like I'm just gonna take a little bit of a little what the fuck yeah, like, don't look down there. <laughs> oh, don't squat crazy, over you know, a mirror it's, like it's I did. Interesting too. Oh yeah, Horrible. <laughs> don't do I that. squatted over a mirror when I was giving birth. The midwife put a mirror underneath mm. me, and I hit it across the room because he was crowning, and I was like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> and I hit it across, yeah. and she's like, Um, that was for me. So she put it back. But like that moment, like seeing your vagina, like I'm sure it's. For the men, too, but seeing my vagina all swollen yes. and stretched yes. and a head hanging out yeah. of it, like, yeah. I was like, wow, this it's, is what it's for. Yeah. This is yeah. what I, this is but what my... But it's also so alien is, <laughs> to see it like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow, this is crazy. And, it, I mean, birth changed the way I viewed my body, and meaning that I was like, oh, I'm strong. I can do this. I can do anything, man. I pushed it. I grew a child in here. I pushed it out. But postpartum... My body changed, right? And you forget how strong and capable you are. And you look at yourself and, like, how do how do women fall back in love with their new body? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I know there's question. some women that snap back to it. They're like, boom, I lost 50 pounds overnight. And look at how fabulous I look. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those people. Mm-hmm. I still haven't lost 50 mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's common. I, yeah. And the thing about it is, is it is a reinvention mm-hmm. and not thinking you can go back to how you were when you were 20 or when you mm-hmm. were before children but I think but that you always hear that though I gotta get my body back I gotta yeah. get my body back and yeah. I always said to Mark I'm like dude my vagina will never be the same my mental state my heart's never gonna be the same like this yeah. baby and like my body's never gonna be the same mm-hmm. it's never gonna be the mm-hmm. same because even if I lose 50 pounds my boobs are still gonna be grazing my knees and, you know, yeah. like, it's still going to be, like, a yeah. little bit the looser than I like. The and the stretch marks <laughs> yeah. and all of the things. And, and, I mean, I think the biggest thing, going back to your, like, right after, I think we're touched out. We have these little people mm. all over us. And I found that the hardest, personally, was that I just wanted to sit 
quietly on my own and I didn't want anyone else touching me. And my youngest and my husband still fight over who gets the boobs. (laughs) And I'm like, they're mine. Then you put on top of that lack of sleep. Often we don't get to wash when we want and do, and especially in those early days of like the first year, you're just coping with what is going on. Mm -hmm. I think we have to be kind to ourselves and I think there's a, so much pressure that we have to be back at it and doing all the things while we do all the other things. I think the conversation that you have with your partner that I'm not quite ready for this mm-hmm. or when can we have our first night off? When can we have a date? And I think that's one of my, my biggest tools that I, I give to people is to make that time for each other, even if it's to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. uninterrupted conversation just to hug just to eat without someone interrupting mm-hmm. you especially as your kids Is get that, older do you think that's so that people can connect reseal the bond yeah. because it somewhat gets broken because of the isolation that some feel after having a baby because it's m- mostly just baby and mommy yeah nursing yeah and i think a lot of people forget that they They started this with someone Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get so preoccupied with their littles that they forget about the the Mm -hmm. one that they started the journey with. And that's societal as well. Mm -hmm. For generations past, like my mother's generation, the husband always came first. Mm-hmm. And and that's often why their marriages lasted. Right. And it maybe wasn't always healthy, but that sort of impulse to make sure that the bond between the husband and wife mm-hmm. or the partners is solid. Because if you can get on with each other, then everything else kind of... And I once heard someone say, you raise your kids, but then they do leave. And then you're yeah. with your partner again. Yeah. Well, and I and think if you when, when that happens, that. if you haven't connected with your partner mm-hmm. through that time, grown with your partner through that mm-hmm. time, then you're like... Who is this yeah. person? Yeah. I don't strangers. even like you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that must be why divorce at that stage in life is always the highest. It happens yeah, a lot. Because yeah. you're you're so preoccupied. So I mean, for me, we we try to have at least two dates a month where we go and we do whatever we want without being interrupted. With and that doesn't even mean sex necessarily. Mm-hmm. It just means connection. connection. A lot of things that came up in a recent class that I did with a group of mamas was that they didn't think about the morning or the afternoon. They could only see a date as an evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and a lot mm-hmm. of times you can't get babysitting. Bedtime's the hardest time, mm-hmm. right? So book your date for 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. 2 o'clock on a Saturday so afternoon So it's really about re-evalu- reevaluating what your connection is because at the beginning you do date traditionally, you do nighttime dates and so on. Yeah. But after children, dating as some professionals have advised to continue dating after you are married with kids looks different after children. So people need to find what that means for them going to the grocery store together and leaving kids with grandparents or whatever, going for a walk. And I mean, it's very dependent on resources and I get that, but I think there's going to be a friend that you could exchange with Mm -hmm. even just making that effort. Even if you just go and sit and don't have anything to say, it's a rest and you're together. Mm -hmm. Do you date B? When our first son was born and he was about two, we started going on weekly dates, but it turned into just a chance to have sex. Yeah. He wanted, I wanted to date. He wanted to bone. Like you wanted to connect I wanted with him. to go to dinner and try to find because we we don't do it now to answer your question because what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about our kids and although we like to say let's not do that, we have nothing to talk about. We've tried it. We have nothing to talk about other than what the kids need, what's going on with the kids. So you're saying your connection is your kids now. Yeah, our relationships changed. Completely. And that's because, why? He stayed the same and motherhood's changed you? Yes, and I think... And you just don't have the same interests and stuff? Yes, we don't, we don't at this point in our life... Like, you guys have been together a long time. I've been married 14 years, um, so my entire adult life I've been with my husband, and we have grown into two completely different people. But at the same time, when you were talking about finding the time and doing all that work to date... 
I found it exhausting to, for all of that to be on my shoulders. Yeah. Because um, I was already doing everything. So after mm-hmm. a year of that, I just said, like, I'm doing it. all of this so that you can get laid. Because I technically wasn't getting anything out of it. Obviously, sex is great, and I love sex with my husband. But what really fills my soul is everything but yeah, the sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't getting that. So why was I doing all of this work so that he could... Ejaculate yeah. when he could just ejaculate. Yeah, at home. In, in his and hand. I have a yeah. vibrator. Yeah. I don't really need him. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, and- that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Honestly, honestly, I can self pleasure like a motherfucker. Yeah. I know how to get yeah. myself off. Yeah. And uh, I don't need my partner to yes. get off. And it's yeah. easier and quicker when yes. you do it myself. And you know what you like. And, like, and you yeah. you get the affection from Timber. Timber's loving on you. You get those. Uh, uh, endorphins yeah. from all that yeah. but then we have to remember that the partner isn't getting that but that's the thing is yes. I was going to say is me and Mark have been together for five almost six years six years in August and because it's such a new relationship compared to 14 years that's a freaking long time we still know and we still have things that are we have in common and we have passions that are the same still so like when we Timber is in bed. We can chat about certain things. We do watch a show together or whatever. We don't date. We haven't been out, me and Mark, since Timber's been born. And neither of us are striving for that. But I feel Mm -hmm. like you're right. It is super important. Mm Because the other night, Timber fell asleep in the car. We got him into bed. He kept sleeping. We ate dinner. Just the two of us. I was like, this is the first time we've had dinner without Timber hanging Mm -hmm. off me, sleeping Mm -hmm. on a pillow beside me. And I was like, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah. And then we just went back to watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did you cuddle on the couch when you no, did? No, we don't cuddle. No. We don't yeah. cuddle. Like yeah. there's the any tactile connection. I'm worse for that. Any tactile connection we have is sex. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the only Same. tactile connection we have is sex. Mm-hmm. And I I know I know we need to hold hands. I know we need to. We do occasionally kiss goodnight, but it used to be every night. And it's interesting because he's kind of flipped. We used to always when we were first dating, I would if I was having a bath, I'd ask him to wash my back. Or he'd ask me to wash his back. And we haven't done it in years. And then the last couple times he's had a bath, he's asked me to come in and wash his back. And I'm oh, like... Oh, I mm-hmm. like that he's initiating I'm that like, connection. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting laundry away. I'm trying yeah, to get I'm my busy. Fitbit steps in. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, That's like when my husband mm. looks at me lo- like longingly in the eyes and I say, stop trying to connect with me. I don't have time for that. But and like, he's just looking at me. I go and do it because I know that it needs to be done. He yes. does need to be touched. Yes. We're getting better about connecting sexually, but it's also like we need the other connections. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to have a conversation yes. or hold hands or kiss yeah. or... And that leads to all the other things. Like, I feel like if I if I can't have a conversation with you, why would I want to shag mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know? But I think going to the self-pleasure part, for the mamas who aren't ready for penetrative mm-hmm. sex or feeling out of sorts with themselves, one of the biggest things you can do is to masturbate and have self-love because then you're finding out, okay, how is this different for me since mm-hmm. I've had babies? How is this different now that my vulva's changed? Mm-hmm. How is this different for me what is more exciting what is less exciting and really checking in with yourself because for the dad it probably hasn't changed but for you it has it may have may not who knows it could be more intense it could be less intense like I find it's it's you're more sensitive to certain things mm-hmm. so it's or really like checking nipples are desensitive because yeah. you've been nursing for exactly. two years and they're like basically I, just are, like erasers are there any studies that you know of that show how important masturbating after having a baby is to reconnecting wires down there. Is that a thing? It probably is. I don't know off the top of my head. I could look that up. Because it seems like something must get damaged after having a baby. All of it's connected. I would think masturbating postpartum would realign those wires. Yeah. It makes sense. And just re... Like get the sensitivity back, get the the sensation back in a lot of cases. I think that's a big thing. I think it is a big thing, especially with exhaustion and, you know, you're up all night and you forget that you are a sexual being sometimes and that you do have needs that need to be met by your hand or somebody else's. Do you run into a lot of women who experience pain after and that kind of... 
definitely makes everything um, more difficult. And like, what? how long? Because I'll be honest, it's two years. Me and Mark have had sex numerous times, and mm-hmm. it still hurts occasionally. Same Certain here. positions, yep. like that, mm-hmm. never used to hurt. Yeah, hurt. And I'm like, yep. what is going on? Definitely, mm-hmm. there is lots of damage. That like the actual canal is meant to not be super sensitive for that reason, for for sexual activity and for birth, it doesn't have a lot of nerve endings. But mm. all around the clitoris, which is a, a big muscle, really, and the cura, which is in between the labia, those are super sensitive and high nerve ending areas. So if you have had damage there, for sure, it could hurt. This is the other piece of it, is if you don't feel like it, it's okay not to. Mama T I think and as I long said as, that yeah. last time we were talking and how we mentioned your name and wanted to get you on the podcast is because we were talking about how sometimes when you really don't want to have sex, but you just do it, it kind of feels rapey. It kind of feels Ugh. like you're like, well, being, I don't know. And they're, it's like, it's like as a partner, we owe it to our, our partner to communicate and anybody, like anybody, if you aren't feeling it, you need to speak up and say you're not feeling it. Two sides to this book, though. There's a really interesting study. So Masters and Johnson, who were, did massive studies in the 50s and 60s, they were documenting for the first time the feminine response to sexuality and they they're quite incredible the extents that they went to there's a recent study by I think her name's Heather but it's Dr. Basson from UBC and her study was talking about female sexual response and how it's in a, a sort of cyclical that once you have sex then you want sex like once I get over the irritation of not yes. really feeling like it like I really just want to see the end of Peaky Blinders mm-hmm. or whatever like I just want to do what I feel mm-hmm. like doing yeah. I've had these little people telling me what to do mm-hmm. all day and I finally get to sit down and I don't feel like doing anything for yes. anyone else but when I get into it and yes. do it then afterwards I'm like okay I'll you're, have some more yeah of that. you're glad and you that did that's it. actually a study the huge misconception in our society that women aren't sexual and that we're not keen but really, once we're at it, we want it. It, mm-hmm. it. It's almost like it ignites something in us. Mm-hmm. So I think there's two sides to that. If it's a loving relationship and you're like, okay, let's just do it. And I even if it's saying. not perfect, because that's the other thing I think people get really hung up So you may have to force yourself to that, start. Yes. That, as opposed that, to force yourself and it to might not yes. work out it might not be awesome it might not be positions you're used to and you're like oh well I used to be able to do that and I don't feel like doing that do <laughs> do whatever it is to engage that feels good and then the next time there'll be the the readiness for that mm-hmm. I have a question in regards to that sorry I'm covering my mouth because I put a Jolly Rancher in there and I probably <laughs> shouldn't have okay I've taken it out so what I was going to say is what happens when you have a partner that the end result sucks for the partner and and that's the end result for everything. And you're saying, like, start it, and if it's not feeling right, do something else. Like, what if you're with a partner that needs that sex? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they're doing it for. Like, they're not doing it, you know, like... I'm perfectly okay to just do oral or, you know, like, let's just make out for a bit. That's mm-hmm. cool. And then not do anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. What if you have a partner where it's like, if we're going to start doing that, we need to have sex. Like, we have to have sex. Yeah, but consent is important even in a marriage. And oh, that's absolutely. about, that is n- not consent. Well, it's, it, well, it's, it, because it, it's not fair for the partner to say, once we start, we're doing it. Well, I'm not saying that they're Mm. saying that, but I'm saying, well, that's true. I 100%, you need your consent. And I'm saying that what, like some, like for me or for you, Oh, they're saying they're not even going to get started. Yeah. Like like, what if, what if you're like, I would like to just make out and cuddle and they're like, man, we're not going to have sex. Yeah. No, that's okay. I'm not going to waste my time. But do you think anybody, any man would say no to that? Mm. I feel like if there's any any chance. sort of chance, <laughs> yeah. any hope. Hope goes a yeah, long but then, way. Yeah, then, like, say, say if you stop it, and then they're like, oh, you're just teasing me, you know, or blue balls, or oh, whatever. Oh, that guy's like, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy's just uh, an asshole. Well, you know? I think this is where you I, I encourage them. I just think that there them. are some partners yeah. that, like, if you're saying your partner, start out doing something You need small. to have a bigger conversation. Y- yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where you go, you know what? Masturbate then. Masturbate as much as you need to because for you like and I think that uh, I think people worry about their partner's needs and it's like well Mm. then support them masturbate Mm -hmm. together let him or negotiate or negotiate it exactly because I Mm -hmm. think 
that you can't always be expected to follow through if your body, if you don't feel mm-hmm. it, if, if you're not like, don't feeling get, comfortable. Like, and if you're saying not, no, you should, no. like, no's no. And you should 100%, but I think there are no. partners out yeah. there, especially I, at this stage, that haven't had sex in a month and a half or two yes. months, that when you start it, they're not going to be too keen on you stopping yes. it. And then, But that's when we women... When I say we, I mean women. We've been conditioned our entire lives to be accommodating to men. And I think that's where that comes into play because we don't want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. We don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. saying, you know what, I and changed my mind. And we think that's mind. our role. And we think that's our job yeah. to fulfill yeah. that. We need to step away from that mentality because it's no longer valid. We don't have to do, be that way. Exactly. And the more we talk about sex not being just penis and vagina the more awareness, the more comfortable women will be in saying, your sex isn't my sex right now. If you would like to do this, I'm down. But if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to yeah. say yes to that. Or I do want to say yes to that. Or vice versa. But it's So that's like a clear sign of like, there's your sex, there's my sex, mm-hmm. and there's our sex. Yes. And like, I'm not responsible for your sex. Right. I'm responsible for my sex. Yes. And our sex when I choose to do, or when we yeah. choose to have that's our right. sex. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Absolutely. And I think, <laughs> I think as partners, we need to negotiate and talk it through and say, listen, if this isn't worth for you, go and service yourself, look after yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, we are individuals. Yes, we're in a partnership, but if you're not feeling comfortable and he's not feeling comfortable, go masturbate then. Go take care Mm -hmm. of whatever it is you need right Mm -hmm. now. And it'll come back around, Mm -hmm. you know, in whatever way we can find it. Like I have a list of things that you could do, like have have a coupon for a massage for each mm-hmm. other. Couples, I've been hearing about them sexting each other uh, yep. throughout the day. And that doesn't mean it even ends in sex at the end of the day. It's more practical because we all have our phones. It's something fun. And I think that's just like a really fun thing that people well, can do. Well, or leaving little notes you or do it post-its. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing for women. Uh, I, I know in my own experience the romance or the build-up, so the frisson, like you Mm -hmm. can't go from not being touched at all Mm -hmm. to suddenly ready to jump on. Right. It's like being touched, if that's comfortable, like having a connection, being able to kiss, or we'll have like a little moment in the bathroom when the children aren't looking, Mm -hmm. or like a snog in the kitchen, or whatever, like Mm -hmm. just being able to connect. Paula, that's so true, because even when I was saying sending a sext to your husband or, or partner, I was thinking, I would never do that, and I don't want to do that. But now when you're saying, you know, it can start before that. It could be yeah. a touch. It and could it could be, be, a be hug. days. It could be days And I think that. that is the bridge from getting to nothing, not, nothing to something. something. Yeah. yeah. And most of Those us, we're, I mean, it's not my life's ambition to fold the bloody laundry pile like it isn't I have other mm-hmm. ambitions but I feel really good when I've got all those clothes in the cupboards and and, mm-hmm. and and it's like kind of it's sort of sad in my head I'm like oh why am I so happy about this but you know <laughs> it's like it's like I won the laundry yes. pile and it's a big deal it is but, a big deal you know, to me too um, I, I think feel, yeah. I think we're in in a somewhat traditional that I'm a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and my husband goes away to work and so I am doing all the things mm-hmm. When he comes home, he doesn't. He works really hard, mm-hmm. but he has a different energy. His attitude in the house isn't, oh, I just spent, you know, three weeks cleaning that up. Mm-hmm. I better not make a mess. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, you know, what really turns me on is Hoover. You know, yeah. <laughs> you do the dishes, I'm yeah. really turned on. There was a study done about men who helped their wives with menial household tasks mm-hmm. got more sex than the ones that didn't. Oh, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to find that and I, download yeah. it and yeah. then send it to my husband. <laughs> yeah, and it is a huge... <laughs> and we'll provide was, that link yes. in the podcast because, details. Because at the end of the day, just not having to do all the things that we do totally. daily is a break. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, oh, I have a bit more energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could play about. A lot of women don't take the time for themselves. So yes, you might need a date with your partner, but you also need a date with yourself. That's because a big I, one. I have to say the first time I went away on my own, I couldn't believe how far from myself I was. I went, oh, 
oh yeah, me, I'm off, mm -hmm. I can talk to anyone I want, I can do whatever I want. And it was such an amazing feeling that I did come back We refreshed. should go spend a Sunday night together you know? somewhere. Yes. Oh my no, god! Like, leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can't leave Timber. I'll do it. Uh, if you do it, I'll do it. We'll do a yeah. Sunday night. How old do you I don't Sunday to Monday. Um, fourteen months and seven. Okay. And with my first, I didn't leave him overnight until he was like three and a mm -hmm. half. Yeah. And it was really difficult. And it's he hard. Yeah. practices attachment parenting as do I, and mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely harder when mm -hmm. your values. Um, are a little bit non-traditional. And I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. Like, I still find it, like, I'm like, oh, should I go? But right. then, <laughs> but course, then yeah. they... But the answer is yes. Yes, you they should. They appreciate me more. It's not, like, weeks at All a time. Of them, yeah. Like, if you go you know, overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first trip I did that was a big trip, I went for nine days. And I went to England. And I cried the entire plane. Oh, night. yeah. I did. Yeah. But I weaned my two-year-old on that oh, trip. Oh, yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I did things for myself. Like, I booked a cleaner the day before I got home. Mm. Because I did not want to see the devastation. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's That's again, it. but again, setting it's me setting it up. But I think, I think we forget that we need that space for ourselves mm -hmm. to go and do something just for you. Mm -hmm. And that also feeds that relationship and that connection. Because you've gone and you've been yourself somewhere yeah. else well, I and think reconnected with who your partner fell in love with, who, you know, for both of you to have that. And I think, I know m often men get that at work or whatever, but also offering that. Like I give mm -hmm. my husband, he can have a day at home mm -hmm. by himself because mm -hmm. he doesn't get that. Right. He's always at work or when he comes home, I run off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have my space. But I That's think, fair. I think it's the biggest thing is not feeling guilty about any of that, not shooting ourselves. Oh, we should be having sex. Oh, we should be having a date. Oh, I should go and be by I'm myself. I'm a big shitter. Um, and should is really hard on yourself. Like it's a could with shit. Yeah. You know, leave the shit out of it and just, I could go out, but I don't want to. Or I could have sex, but I don't feel like it. Yeah. And give yourself the space to say no and to say, no, I'm staying in my pajamas. So I have a couple questions that are backlogging in my brain here. One is, Okay, so there's a lot of women that don't know how to masturbate or aren't comfortable masturbating. How do you introduce that to women? Like, I'm sure you've run across it. I'm sure you've. there's been a woman that's been like, I don't do that. Or don't. Or I don't know how don't to do that. Or don't orgasm or don't Yeah. Are these that. questions you come up with later on? Let's talk about your sexy mama's night. And okay. are these the type of questions that you get? Yes and no. I think it's still quite taboo for people. I oh. think especially Masturbation? for women. Yes. Yes. I think I for women because true. it is not positively reinforced. Mm -hmm. You know, from a young age, it's like considered dirty. Yeah, and that we don't do it. I've been always super candid about it. I always say, yeah, I do it once a day. People don't believe me, but that's not a lie. Like, I try to do it once a day. It's, it's always, when I was healthy. growing up, it was always my nighttime routine. I can't do that now. I sleep with my child. You know, like, we bed share. <laughs> yeah. So it does. It's thrown a wrench in the spanner. I can't just yeah. self-pleasure myself into sleep, which is <laughs> the best thing ever. Yeah. But, like, people always are like, okay, you know, like, laugh it off, or I'm like, dudes, mm -hmm. like, is friends and stuff? I don't, I don't care, like, that's, I like it, and I've always done it. Do you it. do that? Are you candid about it because you feel you want to get the awareness out, or because, because it's just... Because it's totally mm -hmm. natural. Mm -hmm. But and guys I, don't, I don't necessarily know. go around How, talking about why masturbating. Is it, why is it, oh, so please, guys talk about jerking off all the time. Oh, really? But, but why no. is it okay for them and not but, for well, us? Well, here's the thing, yeah. it's okay for a woman to be like, I had sex last night, but it's not okay for a woman to be like, I had sex with myself last night. <laughs> They I'm just saying, like, it's, it is it is a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying announce it at your mm -hmm. work barbecue, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm talking when I'm talking to friends or right. I'm candid about it with people I'm close to, you know, my yeah. sister, oh, okay. my my friends or, okay. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if, 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 if somebody brings it up and they're like, hee, 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 I'm like, dude, own it. What I was think, your original question? I, like, women who can't. Because I've had friends who I've been candid about it, and they're like, oh, I don't do that, or I don't know how to do that, or I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm like, dude, I started when I was, like, seriously, like, five years old humping a pillow, okay? Yeah. If you yeah. can't get yourself off, how do you expect your partner to? Yeah, and that's exactly it. And that's why I'm thinking with, after having babies, that's a really good way of re-exploring yourself. But for women who've never done it, it can be... It can be 
worrying. Like they're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm not doing it right. And I think. And intimidating. And intimidating, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think just having that, like get some erotica mm-hmm. try and find something say, like I, I think I think for women it's more in our heads I was just gonna say um, they it's say not sex a visual is not really visual like men we're more yeah, in our heads yeah there's nothing like a good erotic novel absolutely and finding ones that are written by women yes is a really good oh, start totally. have you um, ever started reading a, a book a quote-unquote naughty book and you just after the first chapter you're like this was written by a man oh absolutely oh i most can't even them. get into it. most of them oh. and and so i particularly you can I'm tell very it's very juicy. obvious and, I it, find. and it's so funny like i think the more comfortable with it the more you don't need erotica right you start you know, to build you just, your own you don't you have those visual or those mental but cues. if you've spent your entire puberty not encouraging or being encouraged to think that and way it's, it's a long so, journey yeah and it is i think the next few generations have a chance because it's much more open and people yes. are talking about it but for past generations it is not spoken of and particularly with women it's very similar and, to porn women and porn and watching porn like yeah. i like i don't watch porn but i like that there's porn i i yeah. went through a porn phase and there's feminists who make porn i like ethical porn but yeah I think that porn could be a really good tool in that as well for some women who like and I think I think working with your partner in even like you can do it on your own absolutely and explore like taking inventory almost of what feels good what because it might surprise you what are your new erogenous Mm -hmm. zones after Mm -hmm. being a mom or previous to being a mom I, I I felt really really um into myself when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. I wasn't I didn't really want to have sex but I masturbated a Mm -hmm. lot Um, and I loved that feeling Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to me because I felt very sexy and sexual but I wasn't really that interested in my partner. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted to. I, it was mine. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was quite interesting to me. Um, and I think just making that space for yourself. And it is hard when you've got little people in the bed. But you know, there's other places. Well, which is another question, exactly. Know, like, the family like, bed. How do you incorporate, you know, self pleasure and also partner pleasure when you have a. When you have a family bed, you know, I think when you spare rooms, that. kitchen floors, bathrooms, the couch, mm, yeah, and cookies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the, the like, thing. Do That's not, the thing. Like, you cookies might are not your have, I feel like you might not have two friend. hours yeah. to really enjoy yourself. Two hours, you know, Good or whatever. You, you know, know how much I can get done in two exactly, hours? Exactly, exactly. So, a 20-minute... Oh, they're sleeping. Oh, they're playing. Twenty oh, minutes. You know, I don't say three. Okay. That's like a good, good, good time. Five <laughs> okay. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Three point so, six okay. minutes. That's five pretty minutes. Oh, so Mama T's time. We can, it. can, no. we can all have five minutes somewhere. Okay. Somehow, yeah. Yeah. Some, no. No. Yeah. I was just uh, up joking. Up, up yeah, against yeah. the washer. <laughs> um, up against Poor Mark the sink, is gonna come you know. off. So. <laughs> but you know, it's uh-huh. it is finding that little bit of time, and again, the frisson. The the you might just muck about with each other all day and then by I 10 o'clock. I would be really into that. I think um, I would, but I, I think, think it would startle Mark. So I think I need to aspect. like ease him into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sext oh. him right now. <laughs> we should do it and then hopefully he responds by the end of the show and then we can read his response. What's and a good you know, sext? You know, after... What is um, a good sext? Oh, that's a whole other podcast. I love like your it. penis in my v- vagina. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't lead with that. No, Clinic. No, no. Well, it's funny because no, I write. Like, no. I need your big, heavy man arms on my body. <laughs> I don't know. Heavy man or arms. Big, strong man <laughs> arms. I love it. Um, I love you. How penis. about? <laughs> how about? No, uh, I think it's like. I don't know. <laughs> We're not. I write good. erotica too. I, I know you I should know. have some no, good so ones. Do I, but I, I, when you put it on the more, spot, it's a little. Well, obviously really we need some personal. help. So it's really send personal. us some um, really good sex yeah. uh, advice. What What are some one liners you guys that. use? Yeah. send them yeah. into the um, show. We'll them read in. them on the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send us. <laughs> send us your uh, great one line sex. And we will read them on an upcoming podcast. You can send them 
through our Facebook page, or you can send them through Maybe Instagram. private message can, us yeah, on yeah, our Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't, don't comment on it. It might get weird. It might get wild. Yeah. Actually, feel free to <laughs> comment <laughs> under the podcast. You can just say, I want to get wild with you tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a nice PG Because then it could one. be anything. I want to see your beautiful... Yeah pulsating cock tonight oh, oh my god my well, husband would fall out of his chair <laughs> your what? my husband would fall out of his chair if he looked down to his phone and read that wouldn't that be fun he would and then you get home well, and you're okay, like I didn't send you that beware people beware because uh, we once had a moment I was working with a team of artists and I sent what I thought was going to be to my husband to the team oh no and, and it was something about what we were going to do with honey Oh, and the next day, I didn't, I didn't realize I'd sent it to them until later when I found out he didn't get it. Oh, and um, they were good friends, but the rest of the day, oh, they were like, oh, we know what how was your honey? Oh, my <laughs> And they, they teased you, me honey. mercilessly yeah, the, the, awesome. the entire day. But I mean, and... And I think the worst one ever was the email my husband sent to me. Oh, no. That got CC'd to his father. No. It was his dad. It was his dad. And his response, which to this day I love, he was like, Oh, I'm glad to see your happy son. Oh, <laughs> and it was really nice. sweet. Like, you know, that's that, crazy that you, you know, have a man that would write that to you or write something. I guess he works away, and I guess it's like, oh, yeah. you know, We've, it encourages We it. have had but a like, long don't career. Don't you find us learn from? But they learn from us over the years. My husband does so many things now that. Aren't didn't come natural to him. I'm gonna sex He's, Mark every day in the hopes that he one day sex me back. <laughs> yes, well, we, we don't yeah. do 25 it a lot. years from now. I'll a get one now. I'll be like, he like would surprise you, but probably. We, mm-hmm. Our first three years together, we both I was the one working away, we were oh, yeah, separated yeah. a lot. So, actually, letters, I can emails, see it being easier in the beginning, um, actually. and it oh, wasn't. Yeah. It, yeah, sure. it was very, um, not always super graphic, but there was a lot of back and mm-hmm. forth because, and and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. I mean, God help us if our children ever find them. But, you know, uh, all these mm-hmm. beautiful letters between us. Yeah. Um, and we still have that. And we still yeah. have that It's really interesting. You know, I was listening to years. a, a yeah, TED Talk, and they, it was a woman talking about teaching sensation. So mm. let's talk a little bit about, um, I know to you have some more questions, but we'll circle no, back to him. that. Um, teaching kids about sensation. Mm-hmm. So breaking the cycle because mamas now after they have their babies, their some are not in touch with their body. And obviously we were talking about porn and masturbation being taboo. So how do we break that cycle with our daughters? And I was listening to this Ted talk about this, um, her Johnson, Dr. Johnson, something or other. And she was talking about from the very beginning, talking about like when you run your fingers along your, your kid's arm and you talk about, do you like that? How does that feel? And getting um, them in touch with what they like, yeah. the, the yeah. sensation. Like yeah. I remember my mom kissing me and on my neck under, and it just made me feel like tingly and she still nuzzles in there. And I like that. I like mm-hmm. my husband to do it. It's something mm-hmm. very like a sweet and my grandmother does it. My mom does it and we call it sugar. Give me some sugar. Aww. And it's right in here. Oh. And I call it hedgehogging. <laughs> I snorkel yeah. people and yes. I go right in and snorkel. And, and I, I, it's very family Orientated. <laughs> I apologize. Um, Boom yeah. me. Yeah, I quite enjoyed uh, it. Just Thank you so much. And I mean, they are big. I'm getting so. a little bit big. Big. So. <laughs> But I think it is dependent on your family of origin yes, but and how tactile that is so great yeah. to not shy away from teaching our kids to learn what they like and what yeah. they don't like physically. Yes. I think it's also beneficial to... Like, a lot of people try to hide the attraction they have from their partner from their children. And I'm not saying yes. don't have sex oh. in front of your children, yes. but I'm saying touch your partner in front mm. of your children. Yes. Cuddle your partner. Yeah. Kiss your partner. My parents didn't, and they weren't okay. they weren't a very tactile okay. people. And I do have troubles with touching and cuddling and yep. holding because it wasn't something I grew up with. Yeah. And I never saw my parents It's interesting because I've never heard my parents fight. 
and that's what I have a hard time with. I don't, you don't like I, I don't. I can teach but, you. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I do, I did see them. They were incredibly infection, affectionate, and we were a very affectionate family, mm-hmm. very cuddly, Which very so tactile. Lovely. And so are we. Mm-hmm. And I almost have to, I'm like, okay, stop, yeah. stop, I husband. Am. You know, don't go too yeah, far yeah, with this, yeah. because if they see that, like, yes. like we don't um, want to scar Our house is like that, you know, too. And it gets a little borderline inappropriate sometimes. Yeah. Which and is nice, though. It is nice. It like, is I mean, nice. Because they I'm, see a, a level of healthy Yeah, it's a contact, healthy thing. And, like, know? for me, like, I don't have a problem cuddling Timber. Yeah, you and Timber, Timber are very affectionate. But how will Timber learn how to be affectionate with his partner, partner when exactly. he's older? Partner, exactly. When yeah. he sees me and Mark, like, we don't hold hands. We don't really mm-hmm. kiss. Like, mm-hmm. he's... And it mm. is equally, as you were saying about arguing, I would never it's sit on equally lap. important to argue like, in front him. of your kid because yeah. if you can provide the resolution afterwards. Yes. Well, and if we've ever had like crosswords in front of our kids, I always go to them and say like, you know, we're we're good now and we mm-hmm. just needed to talk mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. and we're fine and we actually do hug in front mm-hmm. of them so that they don't worry because the, the first time I ever saw my parents fight, I was in my 20s and I was devastated. I was like, oh, like, like because it was so awful because they never they never fought in front of us and they never talked about us in front Mm -hmm. of us like they never discussed Mm -hmm. things about us and so it's tricky but I I think the affectionate and also so that they know there's a range of emotions Mm -hmm. because we're not we're not just one thing people hide their emotions like I remember telling Jackie that I was crying in the car because of Dixon when he passed away and Jackie was like you let Timber see you cry and Mm -hmm. I was like yeah of course I did I think Timber needs to experience all those emotions and while I know people are like I don't want to see my child upset or Mm -hmm. angry it's Mm -hmm. like yeah. Dude, those are natural emotions, yes. and they need to know that yes. they're not something to be ashamed of, that they yeah. don't have to hide them, mm-hmm. and that they're perfectly normal. Yes, mm-hmm. and absolutely. And it, it was ingrained in me, like, growing up, that, you know, you shouldn't cry. Like, you, and yeah. I always pride myself on that. I never cry. Like, now I'm just yeah. a basket case. I had a kid, and I turned <laughs> yeah. into a basket That's case. That's so true. Hey? Well, it's and, and you into the, a big all the range of emotions, and it depends. If you're not that super like a, an over passionate person mm-hmm. and that yeah. isn't your nature then obviously it doesn't matter but like I found I'm definitely more bad tempered since I had children oh my and, gosh and I feel I terrible about it I'm like and yet they know that we always come back around and mm-hmm. I, I'm like I'm sorry mm-hmm. I shouted I'm Same. sorry I got frustrated yeah. I didn't mean to get I never knew I had anger issues until I had children. Yeah. I always thought I was so level-headed. And and I didn't know I was... I could be mean yeah. or get yeah. really angry. My husband yeah. calls me the Hulk. I think where it gets they destructive need to see the is when you're bad-mouthing mean. your partner in oh, front of yes. you. Or if totally. there's a separation that you're always bad-mouthing mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. And I think those kinds of things can be quite damaging. You know, just having that intimacy with the family mm-hmm. beds, it's tricky. They need to be innocent. They need mm-hmm. to have that time. But going back to what you were asking about how do we bring up, the the, the biggest thing is not shaming, mm-hmm. is talking about privacy and that it's natural to have those feelings and those and sensations it even and emotions. It. Absolutely. And when they get to a certain age, give them the tools they need. That's right. You know, give them the, the lubrication. Give them mm-hmm. the things they need so that they're safe and so that they're doing it in a safe space Mm -hmm. and that they are enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. So with girls, the same, but I think knowing their parts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing for sexual abuse prevention is knowing their parts, Mm -hmm. but also knowing their parts for themselves. Mm -hmm. There are so many people I meet who don't know what all their parts are. And that to me is like a huge disservice to I mean, a lot of men don't know what the vast deference is, but they need it, and they might figure it out when they have to have a vasectomy. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, most people don't know their integral parts, Mm -hmm. and particularly women. I mean, we've been calling it a vagina for how long? Well, like I was just about to say, a vulva um, and vagina, what's the difference? Well, there's a huge difference. Because I don't know. The the vulva is all the things outside, Mm -hmm. and the vagina is the canal that's inside. Okay. So we don't see the vagina. 
we only see the vulva. Okay. And the vulva encompasses... The canal that the baby comes down? The, or the, the canal between the cervix and the opening of the yes, vulva? Yes. So the, okay, from so the that's cervix... the vagina. Inside, yes. like, where your, the penis goes that into. That is, is your vagina. vaginal okay. canal. So okay. the baby comes out, the penis goes in, you know, whatever else you want to put in there. Um, that's your choice. But um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. judging. But it's really worrying. And that's why I'm a huge vulva advocate. That's why I make art that's vulvic because Mm -hmm. it isn't seen we don't see it and we don't know it and you know when my mom's phoning me and going what's that called again and you know generations they don't know yeah and even our generations don't know is that what you're how you're trying to change that doing your sexy mama's groups can you tell us a little bit about your groups that you put on and what they're who they're for and why you do it so paula um facilitated a group at the nurture collective in parksville and it was called sexy mama And what was that about? It was kind of like what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. It was more, it was kind of top tips to reconnect with your partner, reconnect Mm. with yourself. It was looking at it from a different perspective, from like just getting out of, of the routine and going, how can I connect? How can I connect with myself sexually? How can I keep the connection with my partner? So, you know, just suggestions of timing and quickies mm-hmm. and, and, and self-love. And mm-hmm. a huge part of that is masturbation because after having a baby, you don't necessarily know what feels good in your body. And, and it might not be comfortable mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. It, and pushing through the comfort to get to that place where it's pleasure again. And like we were saying, there's a lot of women who don't know how to masturbate. Mm-hmm. And that makes it really hard to communicate to a partner mm-hmm. what you want when you don't even know what you like. So, so there was a need for this class. Like there, there, it, it was, sold out fairly quickly. It did. And I mean, we did have wine and chocolate. I think that helped as well. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other things you guys cover in that class? The reasons we don't have sex the reasons we need sex, what is attainable, mm-hmm. what, not giving yourself such a hard time. Realistic expectations. Um, and realistic expectations. So, I mean, there's so many reasons why we don't have mm-hmm. sex. And I think the biggest piece of that evening was women hearing other women, their peers, going through the same thing. Right. And going, oh, it's not just us. They're not alone. What you know? was really um, nice, I think, because it was a group just for women, and you had how many women? There was 12 of us all 12 women. Yeah. And you have another one coming up. Yeah, the end of February. And we're going to try and do this February 23rd. It's a Friday night. So we're trying to make it like a mom's night out, night out where yeah. we have topics. They get a treat. So over the next, I think we're going to do it every six weeks or bi-monthly, something mm-hmm. like that, so that women have a, a space to be heard, to talk about the things that they might not feel comfortable talking to their partners about, and getting a sense, being able to ask questions. What are the most yeah. common questions that you do come across? Well, is it, how can we find the time? Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece for most. And also, how can I feel like this again? Because they don't feel like it, mm-hmm. you know, and and most of them were saying, I'm just not into it. Yeah, I'm just. And not so into finding it. other ways, so erotica, self pleasure, the frisson, the 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 finding the moments in the day where you connect, even if it's for a second, a kiss, a mm-hmm. moment, you whisper something, and it's you and your partner and that intimacy that made this baby. Mm-hmm. Because my hope for people is that these babies came from love and joy, mm-hmm. and that 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 love and joy can continue, continue. and like. You say, I mean, one day your partner is going to leave or your, sorry, your children are going (laughs) to leave, not your partner, sorry. Um, Your children will hopefully go off into life feeling confident, you know, and, and one, we are a mirror for them. Mm. So whatever we are we're showing them how to be in relationships. I mean, I feel very, very grateful. My parents were very much in love and still are after 50 years. They're, wow. They still cuddle every single night. Wow. They they brag about what they do, and, and we're like, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> but my husband also came from very affectionate, loving still married. Oh, wow. Happy. So to That's find so someone, rare. I know, yes. to find someone who That's has that same rare. mirror, mm-hmm. it's both of ours ambition 
to be happy and to mm. be together. And it isn't always easy and it isn't always perfect. I mean, after the second baby, I didn't sleep for two years. I was seeing stuff. Like, yeah. I, there were days where I, I couldn't drive. All the time. You know? Oh my and gosh. I, Paula, I say that all the time. How do people even allow me to drive on no, the road? No, I just don't. I am I stayed, so I stayed home. Deprived I was scared. Yeah. And tired. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I see things all, I hallucinate. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what? What happened? Yeah. I forget things that people yeah. tell me. I don't know how people like actually let me drive. Yeah. No, absolutely. Or and and I think that that is, I think that is a big part of this is A, hearing that you're not alone and that it's okay to just want to eat chips and watch TV. And it will like, pass. Like, it is okay. It's and that forever. it will pass. Yeah. And, that was a major takeaway know, for me after my first one. Uh, I, after a few years, I realized, oh, it's not always going to be like this. This yeah. will pass. Yeah. And now the second time around, I'm handling it better because yeah. I know it's only four. When you say two so, years out loud, it seems long, but yeah. it's it's a blink it's of an gone. eye. It's yeah. so quick. Yeah. So. And I mean, and it's it's giving yourself be kind to yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that was what I heard in that room is that we're under so much pressure mm -hmm. to be all the things, do all the things, do everything. And like, it's not even just to be a perfect partner. It's to be a perfect parent, not like, and so all of that pressure on top of being physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's like, no wonder people don't want to, you know, get out the sexy lingerie. <laughs> they don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't feel like it. I'm most comfortable in my pajamas, thank you. Mm -hmm. Do what feels good. Do what feels mm -hmm. right. What's right. When you, you can, mm -hmm. you know, and if it's just a fumble in the laundry room, take it. You know, mm -hmm. if it's um, 10 texts back and forth, hopefully not to the wrong person, you know, with <laughs> what am I going to do to you? Even if you don't do it, yeah. right. you know, they're, you know what, if I it, wasn't exhausted, you know? I'd take you to pound town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I didn't just want to go to bed. If I wasn't hallucinating right now, <laughs> I'd suck your cock. That circles back to getting out of the mind frame that sex is only penis and vagina penetration. Yeah. And I think we can take that on ourselves and teach ourselves and our partners that there's more to sex than actual penetration yeah mm -hmm. and and feeling happy with that because I think that at the end of the day what we're looking for is contact so if you guys want to learn more about what we're talking about today you can head over to planetpaula.ca and find great resources there because you're just a wealth of knowledge. She's on Facebook as well. Oh, so, perfect. So uh, going to Planet Paula on uh, Facebook and following her page, you'll see some of her classes popping up as well. She's mm -hmm. she's not in addition to this class. She actually does a um, she's doing a moonflowers class for young girls for their like nine to thir nine to twelve about yep. their bodies and oh my gosh. cycle that. Yep. And they're that not sold out already. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's obviously a huge That need. is so great. We're, they should have that for boys. We're working that's, on we're the boy version. The boy version. And, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Huge affirmation that that needs to happen. Yeah. Yes. And, and also, like you were saying about the, the, like I, there are instances where it is really important for co-ed sexual health classes because you're going to be a brother, a wife, mm. a husband. You're going to yes. be all of those you things. You need to, to some of the parts. And you should be, be dad to yes. a girl. You know, the, the, all of that, um, we need to know both. Yes. We need to know. My seven-year-old can say vagina with a straight face, and I'm very proud of that, but now you've inspired me to change it to, to vulva. vulva. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to have you back on the show to do In about sex a month. education. Yeah, sex education. Because you have health. some sexual mm. health. You have the Spring Forward class that you're doing at the Nurture Collective, which is going to be broken into age groups for younger yeah. people. That's yeah. great. And so, so we'll touch on sexual education by the age group, but also sex education for autistic spectrum or highly yeah. sensitive people because it is a bit different I'm sure yeah. so we'll explore that in more in depth in about a month we'll, we'll reconnect with you before your classes just to chat so make sure you guys follow us and stay in the loop and we'll let you know when we have Paula on next yeah no super thank exciting you so thank much. you so much for joining us this thank is fun and uh, I'm gonna go sex mark now So my my muse is an ancient
clown goddess. Of course she is. And her name is Balbo. <laughs> and she would flash her vulva till it made people laugh. And oh, she would talk through it. And so I wrote this for Balbo. The beginning of our journey. Orange brightness. Fire that burns. Fertileness. Egg shaped. You are magic. We are all from a place of glowing rich jewels deep within. Great giver of life, the sacred clown. Primitive talking two-lipped one, she's coming. She's comes like the tide rushing in. Mother maiden crone, maiden mother crone. Crested one with delicious laughter. The old stories hidden in the past, telling tales bold, unashamed, deep, dirty belly laughs, women's talk of that and this that will not be said. Coming from the sacred vault, clown goddess Baubo, eyes of breast, mouth of vulva, tell your body jokes, tickle your imagination, she sparks. You ignite, chromosome, hormone, click, ovulation time. Drop, 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 which egg will it be? Her swollenness gives the sign. Sperm break through, break my skin, carve the path, divide the cells. Sex is the serum that unites all souls. Sex is a serum that penetrates the tides. We drop the they, then, you, her, he, she, him, they, them, us. The symbols of old left in the dust, untold by history. Her stories are true, retold with joy, they have the power to transform you. Oh my God, that's so good. Whoa, I have just a whole new respect for you. That's pure talent. Wow, that's really good. 